One, two, three, four. Screen time, screen time, screen time, screen time. Screen time. It's my screen time too. Screen time, screen time. Hello and welcome to It's My Screen Time Too, the podcast where two moms review the best and worst in children's programming. From Netflix reboots and YouTube shorts to Disney classics and Pixar blockbusters. We watch, you listen. Find out what you can tolerate watching for family movie night, what to avoid altogether, and what you'll want to watch alone voluntarily. I'm Deborah, And I'm Katie. And I have three kids. Tony is 10 and Libby and Nate are 7. And I have two kids. Jay is 4 and Kenny is 1. They are pretty stinking adorable. And for every episode, we like to tell a quick story about how awesome or occasionally awful our kids are, because in addition to being witty and incisive pop culture consumers, we're moms too. So Deborah, what have your kids been up to this week? I bought a kickball (gasps) to add to our backyard fun options. Mm -hmm. And so we've been playing Foursquare, which is surprisingly a fun game. I remember just hating it when I was in elementary school because I was always out. Oh, no. (laughs) And always at the end of the line and I never moved up once I got in the square. But now that I'm an adult and my kids aren't very good, I'm really enjoying myself. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) Perks of being a grown up for sure. And they've been good sports. Like, it's a new game, so they're into it so far. (laughs) How about your kids? I took the momentous step of cutting Kenny's hair for the first time yesterday. And How did it go? I have never cut another human being's or my own hair ever before. So I was really nervous. Yeah. And it went fine. I mean, I was very conservative in what I took off like I pretty much just took off the tip of the bangs and the baby mullet and that's pretty much it how did you get him to sit still puffin rock oh yeah that's a good one yeah he zoned out to Una and Baba and I originally wanted to have him like strapped into a dining room chair so he couldn't move but he wasn't having Mm -hmm. any of that so then he was just on the couch so I was kind of awkwardly moving around him and honestly I'm surprised it turned out as good as it did (laughs) well you did send a picture and it was really cute (laughs) thank you thank you I'm pretty proud he would would look cute no matter what (laughs) yes he also looks cute with yogurt all over his face 24 7 these days (laughs) should we move on to screen time in the news sure all right so this week we are talking about a may 22nd washington post article by olga karif apologies if i'm pronouncing that wrong and giles turner titled how kids and screen time debate morphed in pandemic This article I was excited to read because I wanted to read about the Mm -hmm. changes, but to be honest, it felt more like a recap of everything we've already discussed. It did seem like an end of the term review. Yes, exactly. Very much so. Because they were like, what was the state of the research before the pandemic? And they briefly summarized all of that research. And then they were like, and now during the pandemic, everyone's using screens. Okay, bye. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess from our savvy screen time news consumer perspective, it wasn't very enlightening. But if you're new to this whole screen time research, it may have been interesting. There were a couple of, I thought, red flags on the research perspective. Let's see if I can just pull them up. 
so towards the end of the article, they're talking about the question of how much is too much screen time. Mm-hmm. And this is the quote. Some researchers are searching for the right balance, what's sometimes called the Goldilocks level of not too little, not too much. A 2017 study published in Psychological Science concluded that the tipping point for computer use was four hours and 17 minutes, even longer on weekends. I'm not even sure what that sentence means. Like, with a tipping point for what? Right. I underlined that same sentence, that <laughs> group of sentences, because it... I found it not enough information for what they were trying to say. And it also doesn't specify like what age range mm-hmm. or what the content is. Yeah. I'm curious. I would like to see this study actually, because <laughs> how would they come up with four hours and 17 minutes? I'm sure it says in the study, but this article didn't do a great job of explaining any of it the other slightly better explained but still baffling statistics to me given all the talk we've done about this was earlier in the article there was a passage that talked about how even before stay-at-home orders that 8 to 12 year olds were spending about five hours a day online excluding school or homework that's so much time that sounds seems like a lot five hours Mm-hmm. And then teens were spending seven and a half hours excluding school or homework online. Mm-hmm. Like, they're at school for how many hours a day? Seven? Yeah. Plus seven and a half hours of non-school related on-screen time. That's 14 and a half hours. Plus, let's say eight hours of sleep. That gives them like, <laughs> I'm very bad at math. like two hours of time to be doing other things right it's not enough I don't know they seemed like weird statistics and as much as we appreciate common sense media I wonder if that information was taken out of context by the authors yeah I thought that the references to Socrates too were kind of weird (laughs) at the beginning and the end of the article Well, it was an okay, like, overview of the research done up until now, but I didn't really learn anything great. Yeah, if you've been living under a rock or not able to read a lot of news recently, which doesn't make sense because what are we all doing right now except reading news? But, you know, whatever, Washington Post, you've got bigger fish to fry right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right, shall we move on to... Oh, do we have any follow-up from our last episode? Have you watched any more new digital releases? I don't think so. Like, what's come out? Scoob? Mm -hmm. I'm not super interested in paying to see that. Yeah. Have Uh, you... And and we haven't watched any, like, new release adult stuff either. mm -hmm. Have you watched anything new? We watched Scoob. And by that, I mean, I was in the kitchen doing something else while Kevin Mm -hmm. and the boys watched Scoob. So I like saw it out of the corner of my eye. It seemed a pretty fun update to a dated property, which I guess is Mm -hmm. what they were going for, with obviously a lot of nods to the original. I honestly don't see what appeal there is to the franchise for a kid, unless they've been watching like old Scooby-Doo cartoons. 
And they probably haven't. Like, I loved that cartoon. And by loved, I think I just watched it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably not very... It does probably doesn't hold up very well. I think we've talked a little bit about introducing kids to the concept of being scared in like a mm-hmm. ultimately non-threatening way. Mm-hmm. I think Scooby-Doo could probably contribute to that conversation. That's true. Yeah. I don't think the boys cared for it one way or the other. We will probably not be watching it again. Speaking of old programs from our youth, my kids have been reading these ebooks from some school database and they're like Smurf graphic novels. Oh, wow. And there's a lot of them. And so they've read a lot of Smurf content. They've seen like the newer Smurf Smurf movie Uh that was out, I don't know, within the last five years or so. But then Tony was asking if he could watch the original Smurfs. Wow. What did you say? I said, sure, they're on Amazon Prime. Let's do it this weekend. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. I think that's, I mean, there's just the one lady Smurf. I know. You're going to have to have some conversations about gender roles. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was feeling like nostalgic for the theme song of all things. Don't sing it because it'll get stuck in my head forever, but I can't immediately call it up to my brain. So I feel kind of good about that. (laughs) Listeners, sorry for that earworm. (laughs) Well, I look forward to checking back with you on our next episode and seeing how Smurf mania is going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. So should we move on to today's topic? Let's do it. We watched Forky Asks a Question. It debuted with Disney Plus in 2019, and it's 10 digital shorts where, as the title suggests, Forky, who is a toy made out of a plastic fork, asks other toys to answer his big life questions. He was created for Toy Story 4, hasn't been around long, and he has a lot of questions. The shorts were written and directed by Bob Peterson, a longtime Pixar alum. He was the voice of Mr. Ray from the Nemo films and Doug from Up. And so the questions that Forky asks, and these are episode titles, what is money? What is art? What is a friend? What is love? What is time? What is cheese? What is reading? What is a computer? And what is a pet? Um, So we picked it because we've been reading a lot about Disney's lack of original content for Disney+. This is one of only a few scripted shows, and it's really short. Each episode is like five minutes. So we're wondering, is it good enough to make a quality over quantity argument? And we had to find out. Plus, our kids are home with us all the time, and we needed something short. Yes. (laughs) Because we're short on time. So we watched What is Time?, what is a computer? What is cheese? <laughs> we'll go through these episodes one by one, and then we'll move on to our more general thoughts. So what is time? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. I should preface this by saying that I watched these fairly recently, and I didn't take any notes. So let me let me see if I can cobble together a one-sentence summary of what is time. Okay. Forky asks... Oh, it's been so long since I've watched the toy story franchise 
It's the Rex. T-Rex. It, his name yeah. is just Rex. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Forky asks Rex, what is time? What time is? And Rex tries to explain it, but Forky just gets really confused and ends up saying something mildly profound about how he doesn't care about the past or the future and he just wants to live in the present because he gets to hang out with Rex and they end up playing dinosaur games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did that cover it? Yes. I was mostly just pleased to hear the voice of Wallace Shawn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been a delightful character in my life since seeing Princess Bride at probably a too young age. (laughs) So that definitely made me happiest about this episode. I did not really know who Forky was because full disclosure, I've never seen Toy Story 4. Same. I heard it was really good, but we haven't watched it yet. Here's my hesitation. Because, you know, we watch Scoob. It's not like we have discerning tastes over here in our households. Mm -hmm. The essence of Forky as a character is that he's made from trash and he's not really sure he wants to exist as a toy. And that just seemed like too much for me to bear as a question. Like, I just, I can't move forward with that as a concept and get excited about seeing this movie. Is that the whole premise of Toy Story 4? No, I think it's also maybe Woody realizing that he wants a life beyond being a one-child toy. Mm, That's really, like, existential. Yeah. Um, I have a hang-up about watching Toy Story 4 because I've only seen the first Toy Story. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like when everybody's super into a TV program that's like in its third season and I just feel defeated. (laughs) How can I, I can't put in that kind of time. Yeah. To get to Toy Story 4, I feel like I have to rewatch the first one because it's been a little, I saw it before I had kids, I think. Mm -hmm. And then two others. And only having seen one, two, and three, I can tell you that moving forward, they only get more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Insightful into it. They only get more insightful as to the meaning of life and your feelings and what it means to be a human. It just, they get more and more heartbreaking as they go on. And I just Is don't it know. like the giving tree. No, because it's okay. not as ham fisted as that. Like it's still okay. a fun kids movie, I guess on the surface, but at least from Toy Story 3, all I remember taking away from it is just like a sense of melancholy. <laughs> I just can't get excited about doing that again. Except this Aww. time with to be or not to be compliments of Forky thrown in there. Oh. So this is not a podcast about Toy Story 4. But all that to say, none of us had, neither of us had a particular fondness for Forky before we watched these shorts. Yeah, he was brand new to me. Well, should we move before our general thoughts? Should we move on to what is a computer? Yeah, sorry. I just kind of jumped right in there. Go ahead. What is a computer, Deborah? In this episode, Forky engages Trixie, who's another toy dinosaur, like a triceratops. Mm-hmm. And Trixie is super into computers, and Forky wonders what the deal is with computers. And the whole thing is really like a discussion of humor about 
like the British English versus American English use of articles. I thought it was hilarious. Yes, this is the best. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. And um, at one point, Trixie's like, well, the point of a computer is to click a lot and yell at the screen. (laughs) (laughs) And I just loved that line. It was so funny. I was expecting more of a actual educational thing. And this was not it. It's just like a funny vignette. Yeah. And in fact, we mentioned at the end of What is Time how Forky made a little bit of a profound revelation about wanting to live in the present. Well, he tried to make one at the end of What is a Computer about maybe we should live in the real world instead of be on computers. And Trixie shut that down real hard. (laughs) (laughs) What is cheese? In What is Cheese... Forky asks, I feel terrible. I do not remember this unicorn's name. Uh, Unicorn voiced by Jeff Garland, I believe. What is cheese? And instead of telling him what cheese is, the unicorn gets really upset at Forky for asking all of these stupid questions that he's not really even grasping the answers to. So takes Forky on a wild ride in which he explains pretty much everything in the bedroom they're in, plus the entire meaning of time and space. <laughs> which is totally wasted on Forky because he ends up just asking, but wait, what is cheese? <laughs> so let's, these are so short. I think our summary is pretty much covered them so let's move on to our overall thoughts do we like the concept like I said I was expecting like just because of the titles I was expecting like a story bots format where like there is a question and then there is an answer but it's all like funified by animated critters but that this was not that at all right and like I was saying with the Toy Story franchise in general, I almost felt like it was maybe more for the parents because it felt a lot like the quote unquote adult toys in the in the shorts were dealing with Forky like we as parents often have to deal with kids impossible relentless questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be fair, none of the toys ever just like threw up their hands and said, I don't know. (laughs) That's fair. I thought it was really made more for adults than for kids because I thought the humor was pretty, I don't know, abstract. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would say sophisticated, but I don't know. I like laughed out loud. I thought it was really funny. Yeah. And a lot of it to me was the funniness of being a parent with a young kid that doesn't know anything, which mm-hmm. obviously from the kid's perspective is not a joke you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you like Forky? I know you didn't see him in Toy Story 4, but did you like him as a character? I mean, as a person who is a huge nerd and legitimately likes learning things, he drove me bonkers. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I guess I would not like to spend any time with Forky. How about you? (laughs) I thought he was like annoying in the way that when you buy your kid like an expensive toy that you're really looking forward 
to them loving and playing with and then they like the box more than that because uh-huh. <laughs> he's just like a plastic fork with like a pipe cleaner for <laughs> arms and like I don't know a popsicle stick for feet did you find yourself wondering how his arms maintain their shape like he was definitely and they kept sliding down too <laughs> Yes, they slid down his body, but they kept their fundamental hand shape, even as he, like, touched other things, when in reality they would just smush. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that he is the main character of this, because, like, the animation is so incredible, and he's just kind of slapped together, which is the point of a toy who, I guess, like you were saying, doesn't even know if he wants to be a toy. And I think they were looking at Forky as the, like, breakout success of Toy Story 4 as far as, like, merch sales and everything. I don't know how that's gone for them. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you learn anything from watching Forky Asks a Question? If there was any educational information in that what is cheese overview of the universe, it went by too quickly for me to grasp it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Pixar hasn't produced a ton of add-on content for their movies. Like, there's no direct-to-video sequels or Saturday morning cartoon spinoffs. Is this series worth breaking that mold for? Okay, so I was thinking about, like, other Disney properties that have recently gone the series route. Because, of course, they did a series for Tangled. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, why am I... They did a series for Big Hero 6. So I feel like... and. To be fair, I haven't seen either of those. And they've made series out of, like, seemingly every other non-Disney movie, like Boss Baby and Trolls and Mm -hmm. everything has a series now. So I feel like you have to really step it up a notch to not be considered crass and junky in my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think these were so short. The audience was so clearly not my five-year-old like they weren't trying to sell me toys that Mm -hmm. I was kind of cool with it yeah they made me think of back in the day when you could just watch MTV and watch all the commercials and stuff remember I can't think of his name what's his name Dennis he's a comedian uh Miller no he like smoked a lot Leary? of cigarettes. Leary. Yeah, Dennis Leary. So I'm like, so there'd be like an MTV show commercial, and then there'd be like a longer, it was like a commercial for MTV, but it wasn't saying like watch more MTV. It was like Dennis Leary doing like uh 90 seconds of stand-up. Huh. I don't remember. This that. reminded me of that. Like it could be like really dope filler in between shows. Yeah. Like if you were going commercial free and you needed something to fill a larger block of time. Yeah. And you wouldn't mind watching the same one again because they're like funny and clever and short. That's what it seemed perfect for. Like not something that you would draw up on the streaming service to watch. Yeah. Intentionally, but they would be great if you came across them serendipitously. Yeah, that makes me curious. I wonder how the numbers have looked as far as... Because you do have to search for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe at first it came up on the front page, but you do have to do some... Dirt? Yep. You do have to do some searching for it now. Mm-hmm. 
So what did you think of the cast? You mentioned Wallace Shawn, who's delightful. Did anybody else stand out? Yeah, uh, the voice of Trixie is Kristen Schaal, who does great voice work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do enjoy Tony Hale's voice as Forky as well. I mean, I thought all the voice work was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kristen Schaal also, she had like a story time on hashtag Disney Magic Moments. Oh, did she? What did she uh-huh. read? Something Toy Story related. I don't know, related. I haven't watched it yet, but <laughs> she's funny. Uh, I remember her from... The one with the two singers from the Kiwis. Yes, Flight of the Concords. She was their only (laughs) fan and she was super creepy. (laughs) Oh, so (laughs) how about what? How about the animation? I mean, beautiful as usual. Like Pixar Mm -hmm. did not make it like they were making a television series. To me, its quality was just as good as I would expect from a movie. I thought like... Oh, the scene with the stuffed unicorn. It's just so beautiful the way they do the plush. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just looks so great. Well, I guess um, they've and done then, four toy movies now. They know how to do toys. <laughs> yeah, they're really good at it. And like, just like the sound of the toys sliding on the wood floor was really good. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. So thoughts on length and platform we just talked about that a little bit can we move on to what movie or show for grown-ups can i just say it really quick that even though these shorts are five minutes long according to disney plus if you cut uh credits they're only like two and a half minutes long so really they're very very bite-sized yeah yeah good point okay yes we can move on so were you able to compare it to anything for grown-ups Yes, quite a bit. I feel like any sort of like Henry Higgins sort of plot lends itself to comparisons. And the Mm -hmm. one that I reached for, of course, was starring podcast fave John Cho, the short-lived and much-beloved, by me at least, Selfie. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Totally. How about you? I was thinking of... Sometimes like John Oliver in his show, he acts kind of like a dope asking a question uh-huh. at the beginning of the show um, when he knows the answer, but it's very performative. And so Forky reminded me of when John Oliver is kind of playing dumb. <laughs> and then also like, do you ever listen to Guy Raz's podcast, How I Built This? No, but I listen to Wow in the World all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He Guy Raz like interviews um like business owners or entrepreneurs and he just has such enthusiasm. I don't know. He definitely has like a very forky sensibility uh-huh. when he's asking those interview questions. It's kind of a stretch hey. to compare <laughs> forky to those two. Moving on. Were you able to cast the gritty HBO reboot? Okay, so Pixar's animation technology is wonderful, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't even know how many years ago, way back in our childhood, we had this wonderful movie called Who Framed Roger Rabbit? In which (laughs) a cartoon rabbit... And in fact, a whole cartoon town of characters was convincingly rendered as living alongside humans. 
imagine how much better Pixar could make that look now. Mm -hmm. And imagine how great it would be if Forky starred alongside Denzel Washington in Training Day. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) How about you? I couldn't move past the shortness sketch comedy length of these. So Mm -hmm. I just did a lazy Keenan Thompson, Kate McKinnon would be good playing Forky and a stuffed animal. Yeah. And this just came to me. Remember Mad TV? Yes. Was a sketch comedy show. Of course I do. Do you remember the character Stuart and Stuart's mom? Vaguely, maybe. Okay. Forky kind of reminded me of Stuart also. Um, anyway, was it better <laughs> when we were kids? Um, I don't think. I mean, I guess I watched a lot of the really old like Disney shorts, like the classic Merry Melodies mm-hmm. and also the Looney Tunes equivalent Silly Symphonies. And those are great and they have their place. This is a mm-hmm. very different animal that I think is probably more entertaining for a grown up than the Merry mm-hmm. Melodies were for my parents, certainly. What do you think? In some ways, I think it was better to have that just watching live television mm-hmm. and seeing what came on instead of being able to just call up whatever you want on any streaming device. So I'm going to say. Maybe it was better when we were kids. Because I think this is going to get overlooked. Agreed. I don't think anyone's even going to watch it. I really think animated shorts in particular, if they're going to be on a streaming platform, are really well served to being bundled in like Mm -hmm. a short collection. I don't know why I feel this way. I think it has something to do with what you were saying about just taking what comes. But I think really the likelihood of going to a streaming platform and selecting short form content if that's not the streaming platform you're talking about like we're not talking about Quibi or whatever Mm -hmm. it's just probably rare that someone is going to go there and be like oh I want a two minute video from this unless maybe you're looking for a video that's perfectly timing the length of time you should brush your teeth (gasps) Disney or wash your hands (laughs) that's awesome Deborah. that's such a good idea (laughs) <laughs> brush your teeth for one forky <laughs> that is really great I did not think of that but that's very clever it would be more fun to watch this than sing happy birthday twice yeah you're right uh, when you come home from the grocery store <laughs> but then you have to touch your phone to play it Oh, yeah and it's a little long for hand washing I mean two minutes and 40 seconds is yeah Would you ever watch this alone voluntarily? Well, now I'm going to watch it when I brush my teeth tonight. (laughs) I want to watch the rest of them just for the fun of seeing what they're about. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is 20 or 30 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yep, for sure. So 10 seconds on whether this is good for our kids. I watched them with Jay. He laughed and he found the surface humor perfectly amusing but Mm -hmm. like I said it feels like it was more made for us yeah which maybe makes it perfect for our kids because it's something that we would actually enjoy watching together right ratings 
what the heck? I'm feeling generous. How about five? Wow. I'm going to give it a four and a half. Wow. So rare that you're stingier than I am. (laughs) Anything else on Forky asks the question? No more questions. (laughs) The defense rests. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of It's My Screen Time 2. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our website at myscreentime2.com, but you can still find us on Facebook to continue the conversation at facebook.com slash myscreentime2. That's also where you'll find out what we're covering in our next episode if you want to watch along with us. You can tweet us with show or movie suggestions, article recommendations, or general comments at at myscreentime2, or you can email us at myscreentime2 at gmail.com. Our theme music was composed and performed by Deborah and her adorable children, and our podcast is produced by me, Katie. Tune in next time for more real talk about the movies and TV beloved by kids and tolerated by parents. Bye!